Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Apologies for the false start in getting under pa- On The Pace underway on this Wednesday, but we're back on track now and we're about to have a chat to Matt Rue around his chances tonight at Bathurst and also tomorrow night at Penrith. But just a quick look back on yesterday's results and there was a mixture of them. We had... A long price winner early on in yesterday's Menangle card. Graham Watts trained and drove Considerate Dunn, who at upwards of $101 was able to break her maiden. Then we had a few heats of the APG Gold Sovereign Series with my ultimate Ronnie winning the first of them and Muscle Bart winning the second. So both of those runners, and including a few of those that ran in behind them, will contest Saturday night features. So there is a, a Colts and Geldings division and a Phillies division there of $30,000. So that's part of a 10-racer on Saturday night out of Menangle. And there's also a good fast-class race, which, of course, holds a golden ticket invite through to the Inter-Dominion series. So that's what we'll look forward to on tomorrow morning's edition. There's also a trial session underway at Menangle as we speak. Uh, a few of those trials already run and won, the first of which went the way of Wolf Drive, Darren Binskin's uh, top class pacer. He was able to clock 152 and four in a pretty sharp last half on the way home. Perfect stride into second. Kid Montana and Zeus Bromack were also in that trial. And a few others have already uh, stepped out, including Mr. Ibiza, who probably had a bit of a mixed Queensland campaign. A three year old who looks right back on track. He clocked 150 and four in winning a trial 27 1, 28 2, 26 9, 28 2. And in doing so, he defeated my ultimate Byron. So two top-shelf three-year-olds going around and trialling today at Menangle on the path towards some bigger races. My ultimate Byron was scratched out of a Breeders' Challenge heat last week, but obviously no harm taken there. As mentioned, Bathurst this evening is where we look forward to. Matt Rue has just the two runners in this evening, but they're both good chances. And then he has another handful that heads to Penrith tomorrow night, of which a few of them look good hopes again once more. Thanks for your time this morning, Matt. How are you? No worries, Brett. I'm well, thanks. Team's flying. You're operating at the moment at a 20% uh, runners-to-winners uh, ratio, and you're on well and truly on target to, to have your best season to date and by a, by a long way. You must be so happy, and I guess even in the last week or so, the winners have just kept flowing. Yeah, we've been on a pretty good ride the last few months, but uh, yeah, the last sort of Two weeks have been great, sort of a lot of things falling our way. And obviously there's been a few good barrier draws in there to help uh, along the way, which you do need those things. But, um, yeah, we had a few lucky breaks during the week, but the horses were good enough to capitalise on it. And, um, yeah, we're finishing the season off pretty strong. But, yeah, we, we started off quite slow. Like I broke my wrist early in the year and that really um, slowed things up early. But we're back on track now and hopefully can keep going. You had an extra good night last Thursday at Penrith, including an, I guess, a surprise winner in Darabont. It was a surprise to punters. Was it Was it as much of a surprise to you? Not really. Uh, the horse was going into the race with a second and a third in his last three and a very unlucky unplaced run on the Sunday previous to the Thursday. So we gave him a shot. Did I, I didn't think he should have been favoured or anything that way, but he should never have gone around at them odds. Um, and I drove him reasonably positive, letting him slide forward off the gate and uh, we did have a little bit of luck getting a good positive early, but I was reasonably confident he could definitely run a, a place from the draw. Uh, but, yeah, he came out and won well, and, yeah, the, definitely no support for him, that's for sure. 
my sister thought he could run a place too because she she had $5 a place on him. So wasn't overly happy when he was able to get the job done. She wasn't on for a win, but no doubt the connections hopefully would have followed him in because uh, they're great supporters of harness racing and hopefully they were able to get a bit of that price. Let's discuss tonight's runners. Race number three, the Hustler goes around here and is an interesting horse. It's first up for you, uh, comes to your stable from the Riverina region, has had two trials and a couple of months since that last start back on the 6th of July. So what can you tell us about this horse? And is tonight a bit of a wait and see, or do you have a, a bit more of a firm opinion on how he's travelling heading in? Um, probably a, a little bit of a wait and see, only because his uh, last run was actually July of uh, 2021, so he's actually had a, a long while off the scene. Um, in saying that, I probably couldn't have him any more forward without match fitness under his belt. So he's had the two trials. His work's really strong. Um, I'm just not 100% sure that he's going to fully run the trip out tonight because he's been so long off the scene. But really happy with him, though. Like His work is, is as good as it can be. Um, but I just really would like to see a race or two under his belt before I make a full judgment on him. But he does seem to be going into it nice. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how he goes anyway. He does have some gate speed, but is it a case of tonight you don't really want to use him off the arm being fresh up for such a long time and, I guess, risk getting in a position where he's going to have a, an ultra-tough first-up run? Yeah, I'm willing to let him slide off the gate uh, solid for 50 and just see how things pan out. But, yeah, you're, the last thing I do want is to be being too positive early and then being left outside the leader. Um, that won't be a, a real good situation for him. But if he can use some speed early and get across to the fence, um, that could give him a really good chance of earning some money from there. So we'll give that uh, a crack to start with and, and see where that leaves it. Okay, the hustler tonight in race number three, first up off a long break. So definitely one to watch tonight and then going forward. And in race number five, only a smaller field of eight go around here, treacherous kiss is your runner. Uh, she's nothing if not consistent, this filly. She was able to put two together back in July, and then since then, she hasn't been all that far away, including contesting a, a Breeders' Challenge heat. So this looks like a, a winnable contest for her. In saying that, never easy when you sort of get up into this grade in the up to 63 rating band, but uh, she is able to take, I guess, full advantage of that concession in saying that you've got a shorty drawn to your inside. I'm sure you would have rather drawn two instead of three. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Carlo Lewis bringing some strong form into this, and he, he's run in the challenge at Dubbo. It was probably one of his better runs of his career, and he only finished fourth. So, um, yeah, my feel is as good as most of these, though. This is a kind of race you could probably run this eight times and get six different winners, you know what I mean? But luckily, I, I think my feel is one of them. Um, she, she can be driven a number of different ways, so there'll be quite uh, a bit of speed on there early. So last week we got caught outside the leader um, and she was able to still hang on for second in a in a similar field to this. Um, I'd prefer to not be there tonight. So it wouldn't surprise me if this field even ended up Indian file for a fair while. So straight fence early probably looks our likely position and then um, we might just have to reassess things after that. But she's definitely in with a winner chance uh, in this. But if Carla Louie gets a cheap fractions up front, it'll be very hard to run down. That's two runners tonight. You take a good-sized team to Penrith tomorrow evening. What's, I guess, the reasoning in that and why you don't have more going around tonight on the home base? Have you, I guess, managed to find 
a bit of an advantage heading to Penrith with the current grade of force that you have, or or what's the reason covering the bigger team there tomorrow night? Um, I just feel some of them are a bit more suited to the half mile track, um, and I had a bunch of horses in the at Cowra, and just wanted to sort of separate uh, some horses in a similar class, and then. Um, there was actually a heat and final on there for mares only, so I thought if you're making the effort to, to travel midweek, I might as well load the float up and give yourself four chances. So that's the main reason behind it. Um, Penrith's super hard place to race. Uh, sort of surprised me a bit last week when the three of them were able to win, but they did have good draws and uh, things fell into place a bit, whereas tomorrow night we've come up with some bit tougher draws and the, the fields do seem to be a bit harder, but... The four horses that are heading down are in good form and, um, yeah, let's hope a few things can go our way again and they, they might still be able to earn, but it's definitely going to be a tougher night tomorrow than last week. Hopefully. It's certainly near enough to it, though, because it was a great week last week. I won't ask you about each and every one of these runners, Matt, but just one I wanted to quiz you on, Pocketbook, another that's first up for your stable and another that's first up off a a long break. This mare hasn't been seen since August of 2021 herself. She had four runs since coming across from New Zealand. She's a Penrith winner in the past, so that's a tip, but you've given her two trials. How long have you had her, and where's she at for this first up assignment? Yeah, very similar situation to the Hustler tonight, so they actually came into work on the same day and done everything all the way through, and um, hasn't put a foot wrong. Both her trials have been quite pleasing, and it probably in against some horses that are a lot highly assessed in that race tomorrow night but same thing um, she's as good as I can have her without having some race starts uh, under her uh, but she's got a kind draw there so she can be no worse than three fence and some kind of tempo on early um, she seems to have a really good 200 metres in her so if I can be handy uh, inside the last 400 and, and have ran along a bit she definitely some kind of chance but uh, yeah, I do think she'll benefit after tomorrow night's outing. Well, a busy few days coming up. You've also got a runner on Saturday night at Menangle in that gold sovereign final in McLean. So we appreciate your time this morning, Matt. Best of luck, and here's hoping that good run can continue. Thank you very much. Matt Rue there this morning joining us for On The Pace. So those two runners tonight definitely are, are leaning towards Treacherous Kiss, who's uh, got that race fitness under her belt, despite the fact that there's a shorty in that contest. But a few runners amongst them that we can probably wait and watch over not only the next few days, but then as they get a little further into their preparation. So that's on the pace for this Wednesday. Bathurst this evening first gets underway at 5.42. Tomorrow we have both Tamworth and Penrith. And we'll also look ahead to the weekend's racing, including that 10 racer out of Menangle on Saturday night. Hopefully you can join us then.